are you moving so far over? Because I'm looking at I'm looking at the framing, man. I'm doing my my my. I can't call it my. I'm doing my thug dizzle. I'm doing my my Hans dizzle. What are you doing? What are you doing? You got games up. You got your phone out. What in the world is going on over here? She is neglecting y'all. I just got a work email. Why would you get a work email on a Saturday? And it says that it's very important that we all take this survey and it's going to oh be God. open until Monday the 25th. Open until Monday. So they expect us to do the survey over the weekend. It's not going to happen. I'll do it at 8 o'clock Monday Why? Morning. Why is anybody trying to get any... Are you cold? What? Are you cold? No. Why are you in a big Why? long what? shirt? Keegan, what did you do to him? I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? You're wearing long sleeves and and sweats. I mean, I'm getting warm just wearing these sweats. But normally, throughout the day, it kind of doesn't feel that warm. But no, right now, under the hot lights. Oh, for goodness sake. Um, I'm comfortable. I'm not hot. You look... Well, I mean... Not being hot goes without saying, but I mean, I'm just saying that you look like you're uncomfortably warm. No. Ah! Not. You're not? No. Hmm. I don't know why Siri keeps suggesting that I write in the gamer chat. Maybe I should. You think that's a Siri thing? It says it's a Siri thing. Siri suggestions. It doesn't say write in the game. Oh. It's. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. It's just telling me to go into the game chat. Maybe because you haven't written yeah, anything in a while? Yeah, I don't have a lot. I haven't played much. I haven't played much either. You know, what's interesting is, is all this time... I think it's you haven't played much and you're on your Switch every morning. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's just one game. That's Asphalt. It's one game. Asphalt, to me, does not feel like... And I don't care what number it is. Asphalt... Does not feel like video gamey. It doesn't feel like game. It feels like mobile game. So in other words, we wouldn't talk about playing Candy Crush. Which it is. We wouldn't talk. We wouldn't talk about any of that. We would. It would. Even though you are playing it on the Switch, it feels like a mobile game. It's a mobile. Hundred percent. It's a mobile game first. It's a mobile game with controllers. Yeah. But it's not. It doesn't feel like you just. It's like you can. You can jump in, play one one race, and get out. Mm. You're not really playing for time. Like, when I play Doom, I mean, you're sitting there for... Hours. An hour, hour and a half, You're and you don't get very far, and you don't... You know, there is no finality. Whereas every race, you got a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you're moving on to the next thing. It, it doesn't... Mobile games have that feeling where it's just like, I can walk away at any moment, and I can come back to it at any moment. You don't get that when you when you got a thing that's got to load for five ten minutes. Yeah, you know, I can be in a race. I can boot up the 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 switch, get in a race, finish the race, turn the switch back off in the time it takes for that game, like Tomb Raider or whatever, to boot all the way up, and I start walking around. Yeah. So it doesn't feel the same. So that's why we never talk about it. It's still gaming. I'm not going to argue that point. But. Okay. 
I hate it when I look in the the magic monitor thingy, and it's like I should change something. Keegan has watermelon. That's gonna eat it. She's got the face. face. I don't even know. I don't know if I've captured that face in the green screen footage or not, but maybe we should. See, these are the faces I was talking about when we were recording all that stuff. I think she might need the props then. She needs watermelon? Yeah. <laughs> so she can remember to make the face of, I'm so happy I have watermelon? Uh-huh. It's her favorite food. That and duck. I didn't think black folks were allowed to eat watermelon. Well... What was I watching where they were talking about that? Black AF? No, they were talking about that as well on um, one of the David Chang videos. That yes, was, it was there. The, the young man who opened the restaurant. Yeah, it was it was David Chang because it was more than once where they where they talk about the fried chicken and they talk about the the watermelon and. Yeah. You know what's so funny about that is basically it was Henry Ford's fault that 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 whole thing started with watermelon. He was trying to and I and like I I don't really think it was malicious on his part even though it could have been 100%. I don't think it was. I can't jump inside this dead man's head. But the idea of I want to test out a camera. Why don't you guys go over there and just ham it up for the camera mm-hmm. and I'm testing out recording and and I'm testing out technical things yep but I'm capturing something that's now gonna live on as a stereotype about your entire race yep all over the world now yep it's like what it's so terrible but it's true it happened I mean he he captured it and these guys and I believe that the guys that he captures are guys that worked for him. Which means they were highly qualified, highly educated, mm-hmm. just having fun on camera. It, it'd be like catching you at your at your most ridiculous moment and then saying that your entire race acts this way. Yeah. But you were just having fun for the moment. It's like, God. Dude. Only black folks capture, get that. Only let's black not folks. capture your most ridiculous moment. Why not? I can do it. I got the camera. You have not seen. Hopefully, we look a little better. I've changed some settings on the camera to try to make us look a little better. We've been looking extra soft, so I try to sharpen us up a little bit, add a little contrast. Maybe we'll see. Because I've been doing it really, really flat. Not. I just don't think this camera is made for. You've doing had a season one filter. Really is that what you're saying? I don't know what that means. I'm not into can't, those weird things. Can't use Drag Race references. You absolutely you can't. Seen Drag Race. I don't watch that. Is that senior picture? I totally respect RuPaul and everything that he's done, but I'm not watching that show. You're totally missing out on some serious funny. I'm not missing out. Trust me, I get enough funny with missing out on everything else. I did drama. Yeah, well, that's just it. I'm not into that. I'm just you know, but RuPaul, if I don't, (laughs) um, he's changed the world. No, I, 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 I can't. I'm. I have nothing negative to say about him. Do you have a list? I have uh, some things hanging over from last week and a couple things from this week. I got a list. You have a list? Oh yes. Oh God. Uh oh. That that does that mean that it's a long list? It's a list. Okay. 
I would like to know from the people what they think about the the editing of the videos. I'm not getting any feedback, so I don't. I think that it's all looks. I mean, you get to give feedback. You get feedback, but it's just very few and far between, and it's never about technical things. The technical things. It's about Aaron was right, or Aaron is right, or y'all crazy, or I love listening. Okay, I don't get that feedback. You. You just got one this week. But that was the only one. On the YouTube? I get no comments. It was a comment in the Facebook video. I, I tend to see the comments on the YouTube and I respond to those, but I don't... You don't respond to little. ever to the ones on Instagram. I don't see them. Well, you, I don't see them at all. You had someone this week respond that, to... That, that's, that's all you. No, you're, no, no. You're Miss Email and Instagram. You had someone this week respond to your A-Train photo. photo. I had a, someone respond to a photo. You did, and they asked you to follow them and something about a collab. I did not see that. I know. But this was on the traveling farce. No. This was on the A-Train photo. Because I liked the comment on your A-Train photo, hoping that you would see the notification. He didn't see the notification. I didn't see. But that's okay, I guess. But I went and followed them as the traveling farce. So. And And we are now following... One angry black man. Yeah, I'm all over that. I even did a, a photo for them. I think I gotta move this. It's it's totally coming out of my head. It's bothering you? No, it's coming out of my head. The easel? Easel? Is that what that is? What are you talking about? Oh, no. Talking about. You're moving the table. The table. I don't think it's coming out of my head anymore. No. Yes. We're good. Roll the intro! this last week but I couldn't remember so uh, we'll start with people still talking about the validity of working from home I think I was sliding away and I, we didn't really talk about it um, no, we talked about it but it's still a topic even this week there's yeah. still there's still art like there it's not an argument for or against but the people that people are still trying to come to terms with the idea people like now that different countries are now opening up they're starting to grapple with the idea of should we stay bring people back to work should we leave them at home and different countries are coming up with their rules for the workplace but outside of people like in service industries that they gotta be there like, you can't have a McDonald's, but have everybody working from home. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but that also means, like, the DMV, you know, also needs people to be there. You can't do it from somewhere else. And all this questioning of 
should people be coming to work? What happens with brick and mortar places? You know, all of, it's like I I would think as a company if I could have a company where half my staff did not need to come in. I'm, I'm talking with forget COVID-19. But I could just have half my staff work from home or have flexible schedules where they could come in or they could stay home. Mm -hmm. It all just depended on how they, what was going on with them at the moment. If they could have that flexibility, I mean, I had that flexibility as a, as a computer tech. Why not? Well, I was, but someone asked this week, is everyone still off of work? Are you working from home? What? How's it? Because this person that posted is an electrician, oh, and they, they can't stay home. And he said he's only had a total, a cumulative total of two weeks off, mm -hmm. and because he still has to go and do all these things, he can't. But he's always pretty much alone. He's got his but apprentice, but and that's everybody it. who puts their hands on actual things can't stay right. home. So can, can you can you pass me a tissue and continue please? He probably had maybe fifty or sixty comments below. And it was interesting how some people say said, you know, I've been off work, but the majority of the people have said I've been working from home or I've been working overtime seven days a week, fourteen hour days because they work in factories. But there were only maybe out of the sixty comments three or four people who have who were off work completely and the majority were at home and a couple of them said that um, their company has now made it so they can work from home permanently there are just a few departments in the company that actually have to go in because they deal with check processing and blah 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 so they have to physically touch the items of course but the rest of them can all continue to work from home because the company has saved so much money from lights and water and blah, blah, blah. And now they're going to set up a program where it will pay for, like, it will give them more pay to pay for internet, pay for hey, you just shift the utilities. Money around. Right. So it may not cover all of the utilities for their months but it will be a portion towards their utilities and they were all excited like this there were probably 15 people in the in the string who all worked for the same company and they were all excited about the opportunity to continue to work from home because it saves them money to work yeah, I mean, from home. think about driving in commute have needing a car or taking public care. transportation you got well, see, there, therein lies the issue. Yeah, well... Because child care, you may still need that even though it. you're at home. Because you, depending on your job, depending right. on the kind of job you have, just because you, you work basically at a computer all day long doing your job, that does not mean that you can get up and be away from your computer for 30 minutes, an hour... Because you have to take care of uh, another person there with you. Right. Just being at home does not mean you have time to care for your child that needs more time with a, an adult. This, so, 
this. I, I think I don't think that's gonna change much. I don't think I don't think people working at home equals less children going to childcare. Your thoughts. Break, All right. break it down. So this article came out this morning. I've seen it at least three times in three different groups this morning. And the the lead is I had to choose being a mother with no childcare or summer camps. Women are being edged out of the workplace. And so you go to and I went to write, read this article because it already sets my teeth on edge. Um, but this woman was the chief executive of a tech company and her husband was already taking time off of work. He was managing a single rental property and just kind of figuring out what he wanted to do next when the pandemic hit. And she's like, oh great, you'll be able to take care of our three-year-old and I can still work. I'll be working at home in my office but you can handle the, the child. It's one child. Nope. This motherfucker. Oh, there it is. There go. Not the Not the nice voice that we talked about last week. There it was. There it is. Go ahead. It, do it your thing. It's got my blood pressure. Come on. Come on. Hit him this, Get ready. This punk ass bitch came to his Ooh. wife after three days and said, I can't do this. This woman quit her fucking job. Her husband isn't working. He has nothing to do all day but play with a three-year-old and his bitch ass can't fucking handle a three-year-old. But this woman has to work full time and coddle her husband and care for her child or she's not a good woman. Man, I've, I've been trying not to, to comment on these posts these women are posting about this article. You made all the comments right there. <sighs> bitch ass was enough. This motherfucker right here. He is not. Dude, I, I gotta take a breath. I gotta take a breath. Because I had another person. Our table is not super strong. It's not. No, it may look strong. There was a woman it's this not. week who asked a question. My my fiance just told me I'm not contributing to the household and he wants me to get a job and blah blah blah. But I just had a baby. And um, before the baby was born, they had decided that she would stay at home. But due to the pandemic, he lost his job. And so now he's blaming her for not bringing any money into the household. Wait, he's blaming her for the global pandemic? No, he's blaming her because they don't have money. He's misplacing his anger on her. That's not sound like, that doesn't sound like misplacing. Uh-uh. That just sounds like he's placing it. Okay, he's in the wrong place. He's placing his anger on her because he can't work because he lost his job due to the pandemic. And the, of course, I don't know, why would he be angry at anybody? It's a pandemic. Because she's not contributing to the household. But it's a pandemic. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. My question is. What would he do during an epidemic? What is different? wrong with these fucking men? What is wrong with these men? Wait. They want to be the provider. They want to be the protector. They want to be the man. Wait. But when it comes time to care for a child or care for a woman, they can't even fucking handle it. Not even for three goddamn days. I can't handle it. Dude. Really? Listen. We're by ourselves. He doesn't take care of us. 
I had 10 surgeries in six years' time. I got multiple kids graduating high school this year. <laughs> I had 10 surgeries in six years, some of which there are, there are times I don't remember because I was so out of it for so long, like back surgery and knee surgery and blah, blah, blah. I couldn't do anything. Aaron, we kept her adequately drugged up. Aaron not only cared for both Buddy. of our young children, our buddies. house, our two dogs, the cat, the his job, and went to school full time. What grocery shopping, did the laundry. He never complained not one single time. Ever. The only time you ever complained was when I was trying to do something I wasn't supposed to be yeah, doing. Yeah, like get up. Like make the bed or wash a dish. That's what a man is supposed to be. If you want to be a provider and a caregiver of your family, don't be like me. You're supposed to care for your family. That means shut your bitch ass up. See, pick up a fucking broom, wash the goddamn dishes, why do the laundry. Why gotta be a bitch though? You are not a bitch. You just said shut your bitch ass up. I'm I think you were talking about all of us. I'm talking about the whining bitch ass punks who think that their yes, only bitches. job. Now you talking about Trump? I'm ta- I always okay. talk about Trump. Their only job is to make money. Motherfucker, what? That is not a man. Okay. Now you want to get into Ooh. defining what man means as opposed to woman? Societally you wanna, or... You wanna, Listen, do are, you really want to get into that? Women are superheroes. Saturday morning? That's what Bio, you want to do? Biologically, there's like very easy distinction. Do you want to get into this really? No. No. I absolutely do not. Shut your bitch ass. Up. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah, you that's, said. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard too. I, I can't with these women who coddle these men who allow this behavior. Someone asked me, "What do you do when your your husband won't take out the trash and won't pick up after himself?" And blah blah blah. And I said, "I divorced that dude." Pick up after yourself. See, yeah. that, see that's just it. I that. These, there are certain things I don't get. I get the man who's mentally ill-equipped to deal with being married because, and in the modern age, like right, literally right now, like what that means because they were raised by a woman who was not from the modern age. Or not married. (laughs) Or not married, but let's say she was so that there was an example. There was an example of how a married woman should behave, how a married man should behave, and then that boy grew up and now is basically just doing what his own father had done, but in this age. So the age has dictated that men have to change. Men have to be different than their fathers. But they only have an example of their father. So if their father on Sunday just sat around all day like, uh, what was his name? Al Bundy, watching the game and, you know, yelling for beers and Hand telling people pants. to, yeah, if, if that's what you grew up with and this is what, you, I mean, this is your day of rest while before you go back to work to earn money for the family, and the woman is staying home. I mean, if that's the world you grew up in, you're now ill-equipped to deal with this modern world. You're not. You're. You really don't. You really don't get it. 
when a woman is angry about what you're doing because in your mind this is what she's supposed to be doing and that's what I'm supposed to be doing as the man and that was my first marriage that was that was what happened he expected that I worked full-time and came home and cooked and cleaned and took care of the the laundry and the the dog and the yard and his job was to go to work and play video games. But I've never heard of that. I've never heard of the man saying, as the woman, your job is to go to work. I've never heard of that before. Oh, yeah. That was my that was. That's my never marriage. been, so, I mean, I mean this, even single moms, sure. But married people and the man saying to the woman, your job is to go to work? I think it was his mom saying it's woman's job to work. And provide it, part, you know, share the responsibility of the finances. And that's fairly a new phenomenon. That 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 that's post seventies, right? That's 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 a fairly new thing. Uh, that's like a woman's lib thing. Like, you don't let the man go out and earn all the money, and you can't earn money because then that leaves you. When he leaves, of course, then you know you don't have. The ability to earn money. It's the protection for, of yourself, of, of women, to not, or yep. to, to be able to earn. But, I don't know. It, it's, I, I think, like I said, I think that men are being forced by societal changes to adapt. And I don't think they're being taught to adapt fast enough. Well, I look at things like I have a nephew who is a year younger than Aaron. And my niece is a year younger than Keegan. Well, every time I talk to my niece, she's cleaning up the kitchen or she's, you know, straightening up something. She it, it, During the conversation at some point, she's moving about the house cleaning up. And when I say to her, what does your brother do to help? He does nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't get that. And it's infuriating to me because that's exactly what his brother, what my brother did. Absolutely nothing. But now you're, I mean, you're you're saying these are family members. Is this a family thing? Well, I don't think so because he, they have no contact with my brother. No, no, no. Just family. You're, You're coming from this, you're coming from the same mindset as what women should do, what men should do. Is it the mindset of these people that is similar? I don't know. Well, who's not forcing the boy because, to do anything? Because the, the... Who's not forcing the boy to do anything? I don't know if it's not the mother or if it's not the stepdad. No, no, no. If, if it's not either one. He's not doing anything. You see what I'm saying? That The mindset is the same. When, when she found out that our children have responsibilities like washing the dishes and cleaning the bathrooms and sweeping the floors and doing the things. She was like, wait, Aaron does those things too? He better. I'm just saying. And I just looked at her and said, of course he does. He can cook, he can clean, he can wash his own clothes, he can manage money. I can break out the I board can, of education up in this breathe, But I what do. you're taking for granted as you can breathe, right? There are there are guys your age who have never been taught this stuff and never had this responsibility, and yeah, then no, they but, go and get married. But no, no, they don't have it because their parents did not 
forced them to realize that this was part of their responsibility as a young adult in the household. Like, these are the things that you are going to be doing. Why didn't that happen? What is it about the culture of the people you're talking about? Why are they not? Because, I, I mean, okay. Single parents. Yep. Male or female, it doesn't matter. Basically have to rely on their children to do some of the things because everything cannot be done by the one parent. That's, everything that's cannot be done. That's not true either. No, everything can't be done. I'm telling you, I watch, I have watched for years my cousin, she has, she's raising three teens at this point, and those kids don't do a damn thing. She works full time. Sometimes she works Great. 60 You're hours saying that a week. They don't, they don't clean anything? Nope. Anything? Nope. She does it all. Okay. Th and then that's, she, that just doesn't make sense to me because why would you do that? Why would you live that I way? I don't understand it myself, but her mom was the same way. Yeah, her mom that. would clean everything, cook everything. The kids never did a thing. And then as soon as she became a mother and moved out on her own, because she, she took over that same role. Mm -hmm. Is it because she doesn't trust her children to do it so she never gave them the responsibility because she wasn't trusted to do it. No, she, the, when I say why don't you have, you have three teenagers why don't you have these these things split up lots of free time There's, you shouldn't have to do a thing when you get home but take a shower and eat dinner um, and she says they're kids and it's not their responsibility. I'm the adult. I'm the parent. I'm the one that should be doing all of this. But then they're and gonna, that's not they're, true. In just a couple years, they're going to be adults that can't do any of those things. Right. You have ill-equipped motherfuckers having kids talking about I can't handle this three-year-old three days after right. this yep. grown-ass man. I mean, I think I, I, maybe that's where the problem is as a culture is. It's not about gender roles. It's about understanding the role of the parent as teacher, equipping their children for life away from them. See, that's all. That's been our thing going back to the before they were born. Yeah. Was we have to make sure that they understand so that when they're ready to go, they can go. And then, then they can do all of the things that right. they need to do as adults, like as humans, They'll to take be care successful. of themselves. Well, no, it's care not, of I'm not talking about being successful. Well, yes, that's you a, are. That's a whole other... you got people that can be financially successful in the world, financial, but then they can't, they can't wash a dish when they get home. I'm talking and about And they me. have a, a, a beautiful apartment and a beautiful place to live, and they have nothing in the refrigerator, and they can't cook a meal for themselves. I wasn't talking about that. I'm talking about being a successful adult, as in... Being able to care for themselves, being able to budget their money, but nobody be able to thinks of those things as success. But when a when an American child cannot do those things at 18, 19, 20 years old, then the other adults around look at the parents like failures. What do you mean you don't know how to turn on the washing machine? What do you mean you can't scramble an egg? Your mama failed. Your daddy failed. That's how we look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they did, clearly. Because how many people did you go to school with, university with, who 
didn't know how to do their laundry, who couldn't cook for themselves. I mean, they didn't know how to do their laundry until that red sock got in their whites. <laughs> then they learned. I mean, they're at university. They learned. But they didn't come in having those skills. Some didn't. Some did did what you see on TV, you know, to take all the dirty clothes and dump them in the, the washing machine and start washing. Can't you only do that if you're using cold water? You shouldn't really do can't that. do that anymore. You shouldn't do that Because anyway, your white's but... going to come out dingy. Your, your colors that bleed are going, going to bleed. And all your clothes are going to not look the way they did before you dumped them in there. But, you know, I mean, that... And that doesn't really matter necessarily the, the color, the, the temperature of the water. But still, the... How many? I, I would say not... The, there were some... But of our generation, like I said, I would say a lot of those kids did know. I went to school with a say, lot of kids who did not. Okay, there's my problem. I think that's what I'm getting at here. You're talking about culture because, remember, I went to a black college. Oh. You know, you're sitting at Tuskegee. You got to know. I mean, the parents that sent their kids to Tuskegee in the 90s were probably on top of their heads yeah. through high school, and they did need to know. Yeah. And culturally speaking, no, you don't get to sit at home and do nothing while I go out and work, and I just take care of you. I mean, there was, of course, some kids like that. Yeah, but there's always kids like that. Yeah. But that's not the norm. I had more, I knew more college kids like that who couldn't, couldn't do the things than the ones that could. Okay, so then where are they coming from? Well, they what were is their the... culture? No, it do, where are they coming from mentally? Not where are they coming from geographically? See, where are they coming from? Are they very conservative? Yeah. Or did they have mothers that did everything for them and mothers the shit out of them, but then never taught them anything? I mean, where did they come from? They're very conservative. I mean, I think that's what you're identifying is a certain mindset when it comes to child rearing. Not necessarily uh, a broad thing across, because if, if you had uh, uh, kids that grew up in a more rural situation that wasn't so conservative, but was more ch believe children work. Well, it's you, not a belief, it's a necessity. No, not everywhere it's, it's not. It depends. It depends on the parents. It depends on how they think about child rearing. Those I think it depends on the finances of the parents. The, well, because once you get past a certain point, i got to be at work, which means you got to be doing something at home. As a poor farm kid? I, I See, I didn't say anything about farms. I just said... That's rural. No, you can be rural and not be on a farm. Okay, so as a poor rural kid, it was our job to... Pick the vegetables, feed the animals, clean the stalls, mow the lawn, okay. do the things inside the house while my parents that, were know, at work. That, that's my point. That's my point. But See, my but youngest that's brother a, never did a but thing. That's a, but then what, is the, then what is that telling you about what your parents believed? Oh, my parents definitely believed in, in traditional gender roles. So I, they believe that the girls should do all the work in the home uh -huh. and the boys should do what? The work outside of the home. However, 
That's isn't how it worked. Because my youngest brother never did shit. We're the ones who okay, had to mow the lawn. You're saying he's an outlier. Well, he's not the norm. Okay. Okay. But my, I, in the 25 years my parents were together, I think I only saw my dad wash the dishes one time. And he might have cooked three or four times. Maybe. And he cooked one thing when my mom was in labor with my youngest brother. I remember this. He made some pea soup or some shit that was so nasty that not even the dog would eat it. How do you mess up pea soup? I don't know. It was really bad. And it's literally boiling water with peas in it. He ended up burying the pan in the backyard. You throw a bone in it or something. It's, it's like making greens. It's, it's not a hard It thing. was so awful. It was like thick sludge the spoon stood up in. It was gross. Add water. I know. That's not a hard one. Um, so... Yes, they believe in traditional gender. I think what you're saying is there are people that carry a belief about gender roles, about children, and they are still raising their kids in a fashion that is antiquated and not relevant to the time and place that we're in today. Yeah. Well, reading this article, this woman whose husband was jobless and home. And she, and he was complaining that she was working too much and sending the child into the office so that the child could see her. And, you know, he's trying to take the phone away and interrupting meetings and blah, blah. The child is because he wants mommy's attention. And to do that instead of taking care of your child... This is his son. And and not allowing his wife the time to, to do the job that she's committed to doing because he can't cope. It's just selfish but and then, childish but then we have and to petty. Ask, we have to ask the question, why is it that men can go outside of the home, go to work, deal with people and all of the things of their day, all of the, everything... The, the traffic and the job itself and the bad manager and all of the stuff, the clients. and But when they come home, they can't deal with their own child. Where, where's the problem? I'm because there is it. no class to, to make men equipped to deal with the child. We have classes that deal with all the other aspects, even driver's training. I'm but sure there are classes. We do not have... No, we don't have, like in high school, you don't have a class that you go to that teaches you how to be a father. You see? We had that. The, most of those are gone now. Yeah. They've been gone. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, but it was an elective. You know, but they still been gone. It's like, they, but they've even... Teaching, so teaching many... men to be fathers? I'm sorry, but... I don't know if those classes exist. But they should exist. I know, but I'm saying that guy right now is not equipped literally, mentally, physically, and emotionally to deal with that kid. Women are are, are, are able to deal heroes. with that for some reason, and we don't know, I don't know if it's biological, if it's chemical, 
If it's that thing that happens when the baby is born that happens inside of the one. What if something happens that then allows women to have a certain level of tolerance for this little human being that keeps fucking up shit? Right? That the man does not have naturally. They can have it. No, no, no. I'm they just saying, I'm saying naturally. It comes it. from... Right. It's a chemical thing. It's a chemical You learn it as a man. As a man, you learn patience. But as, women, as learn a woman, it. you have to learn it too. It doesn't just flip on. I don't know. I've seen women that, that were super impatient with everybody else's children, and then they had a child. And they became super patient. It's a choice. Out of nowhere. It's a choice. I don't know if it is. It because is a choice. Some of that, some of that is the, you know... I saw my child for the first time and, you know, everything melted. And that I'm sorry, but just, that, that thing that it's a chemical. women get, men don't get it. Men do nah, get it. No, Listen, don't. stop this right now. I'm trying to tell you that men don't get it. Aaron, I, I'm man. Had two kids. Don't get it. You but, Men do get it. They just get it at a lower dosage. Oh, if, God. If, you, if, if I gave you some really strong weed... And I got the really weak weed. I might walk around and say I didn't get high. Oh, I'll give you the near beer, and I'll get the strong beer. I get Utopias. You get the near beer. Look up Utopias. Now, did you get drunk off that bottle? Hell no. Did it affect you? Probably not. That's what you're going to say at your low dosage. Aaron. Watch the babies. I don't. It's irrelevant. I've been through it. I'm telling you, men want to finish. They want it. They want to feel this thing for this human being that just popped into the world. And I'm telling you now, if men are honest, they know that their life is going to change. They know that their life is going to be upset by this little new human being. But they don't feel whatever that thing is that they watch their wives go through. They don't feel it. So it's that's not the, the reason same. for them not to be no, able I'm to... Saying, I'm, no, I'm saying maybe that is the basis for all that comes later. The women have a connection that they are able to use as their most bottom layer. I got to take care of this person. Men don't have it that way. Men do have the, I need to take care of my family. But that, that that I don't know that they have that. I think they do because that's what drives them to work in mines. Okay. That's what drives them to do jobs that are super dangerous. It's to bring money back because they feel that that's their that's what they're supposed to be fulfilling. It's not that they're supposed to be fulfilling the needs and wants of those people in the house. They need to bring money. Because so it's a taught, learned thing. This dude is doing shit. He's not bringing in money. He's not helping around the house. He's not taking care of the child. Why is he there? I mean, basically, when I'm off work, I do more at home. I know. Because I feel like I need to, I need to offset like, like if you're the one working and I'm not working, then I need to do all the other things to make your life easier so that you can keep working and then I do all this other stuff. And I but I've always done so that. Much. I've always done that because it, it feels like I should be doing more. So if I did if I did say five things 
at home and went to work and went to school, as soon as you, I lose the job, I should be doing 10 things, right? I got the time. Why am I not? I should be vacuuming more. I should be cleaning, doing dishes more. I should be putting them away more. I should be doing everything more. Because you have more time. Because you have more time. Yeah. That just makes sense. Well, I mean, what am I doing with the time? Normally, if I were to be at work, why would I? Why would that turn into I need to play video games? I don't understand. I don't even play video games now, and I ain't gone. I mean, I barely do it. I know. You know, you could have been playing. We got a damn. We have a gaming podcast. Podcast about we don't gaming, even play. and I barely play because we play games sometimes. So I mean, I, I guess I, I think that thing that I do, I don't think if that's that's not a thing that I learned, say from my parents, or it's not a it's not a thing that people do naturally in the world. Like, I remember I remember when I, uh, when I was a teenager, I lived with my grandparents for six years. And I remember um, my grams was not feeling well and um, my grams just vacuumed the house. And my ex-husband said, why are you vacuuming? That's woman's work. And it made my grandfather so angry. He's like, a real man would never say that. He'd just pick up the vacuum cleaner and get to work. And it was at that moment that I'm like, yeah, I don't want to raise a kid like this guy. I don't want to have my children ever thinking that they can't pick up a a vacuum cleaner because somehow it makes them less than a man. I want my kids to be like my grandfather, who was the best man I'd ever met in my life, of course. So then I ended up divorcing the guy, and Aaron and my grandfather are almost exactly alike in so many ways. It's it's such a stark contrast. So I married the first guy I married was like my my stepdad who didn't do shit, and then my forever husband is exactly like my grandfather. Let's no, not. Let's yeah, not, let's not no, make that. I, that no. Forever and always to the oh, end yeah. of time. Yeah, I don't. You're no. stuck, I don't think dude. You should say a forever. No. Why we gotta be threatening people? Eternity, I man. I don't think. I don't think you should call him a forever husband because then that just sounds like a forever home, and you're on a, a home improvement. Actually, show. what it sounds like is prison. <laughs> like life. It sounds like life. It's more life than life. Sense. It's eternal. Am I? Am I whoa. <laughs> I have no comments. Um, see, here it comes through the nose. As soon as it comes through the nose on the podcast, I will be the winner. Let's just everybody understand that. I will be the winner. It'll, it'll. I will. I, I will. I will be. I will be. I will feel that I have accomplished a thing. The worst is hot tea out your nose. That's not nice. That I think anything coffee. hot yeah. through your nose is a bad thing. Anything hot or fizzy. Fizzy's bad. Fizzy's mm-hmm. real bad. Fear is bad. Um <coughs> Are you are you are you good now? Did you get it off your chest? You're all you're all happy now? I'm better. You're all better? Okay. Now that she's all better. Um I don't know if I said this one from last week either. Are you tired of Netflix yet? 
No, but I are saw. You, are what you it... still watching? Oh, that's new shit, man. New shit keeps coming out. No, but it's. It says, uh, "Are you still watching?" Like, it comes you up. Binge watching something. It says, "Are you still oh, yeah. watching?" I hate that literally shit. Literally, right when I was going. going to bed last night. Um, that's convenient. One of your frat brothers said, "I've watched all the Netflix. I've watched everything. I've watched. There's no <laughs> new Netflix." Because everything they keep suggesting, I've already watched. All you gotta do is wait a week. And he thought that that was a new feature. What? The watch again thing. There's a whole strip of watch again. Right. He thought that was a new feature because before the pandemic, he rarely watched his Netflix. And so he didn't know that that's been there for like a year. Time to get Hulu. (laughs) Time to get Amazon Amazon Prime. I've been rotating between Amazon Prime... Netflix and BritBox. That's so I don't Netflix all the time. But I found Will and Grace on Amazon Prime. So I guess my I, I, okay. I I figured out what it is because for a long time I wouldn't watch Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. Now I've, wa- I've watched quite a bit on Amazon Prime. It's the but I figured it it's. Horrible. It's the oh, yeah, it's they, horrible. They organize it like trash. They just throw things in there. I was, I was, I clicked on, I searched, and I think it was nine things came up. And then you had but to I, go down. But then as I started hitting loading. down, because only nine things, it doesn't say there's more. It just said the nine things. And then all of a sudden you start hitting down, and more things start popping up, uh-huh. popping up. Popping up, it's like, why didn't you populate all the shit that matched my search? Uh-huh. Because it looked like there was nine things, and I didn't want to watch those nine things, so then I started going away. What did you look for, Disney? Yeah. Yeah, and it only came up with like, and it didn't, and it didn't come up with Star Wars. It didn't come up with the Marvel stuff. Nope. It didn't come up with any of those things, and it was just like, yeah, it's something about Amazon Prime's interface. It's not it's, good. it's terrible to browse for something to watch that is similar maybe to things that you have watched before and get all of them at one time. Um, oh, not good. Netflix has never had that problem for me. No. Even going back to when it was just on the computer and you were just yep. I, it was yeah. It's always smooth and. Well, the thing about bring it on, man! I'm watching. Yeah. The thing I like about Netflix is that, say, I put in something, a specific show. I want to watch Property Brothers. If Property Brothers isn't on there, then they will give you a whole long list of things that are in that same genre. Sorry, oh, sorry, we don't have this, but all this shit that's just like it. I know. Here are things that go in that same category. Same show, different people. But if I look for Property (laughs) Brothers on Amazon, sorry it's not available. And that's it. It doesn't give you any, hey, but maybe you'll like this, or hey, maybe you'll like that. What the hell? It's like, uh, it's like walking into a, a store and getting, like, asking somebody like, hey, where is this thing in this aisle? <coughs> I'll go and show you, and that's Netflix. But then Amazon is just like, yeah, we don't have that. Go away. <laughs> right. Go look no, for something else. I, I think the Amazon Prime is like the dude that just go, you know, the 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 uh, the, the dude, the druggy dude that's high that just goes, it's over there. <laughs> now you got, now you're searching around to try uh, to find yeah. it. 
it is you're there. You're digging through the junk drawer trying to find yeah, it. It <laughs> is there, but you're going to be looking for a while. It's like it's not going to come up easily. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you, you tired of Netflix yet? You tired of... of I haven't watched much Netflix. I watched so you haven't even Netflix. Gotten, you haven't gotten to be tired of Netflix yet? Nah. You tired of it yet? There's still seasons of shows that I was you watching. You still got the, 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 the last dance yeah, to jump into. I've, wa- I've been... What I've been trying to do is watch something new each week. I haven't even seen the rest of all the... Um... Because my default in the evenings is to watch something I've watched already so that I can do a, play a game on my iPad or so I don't really have to pay attention. But I've been trying for the last three weeks to watch something new, whether it be a new TV show or a new some sort of documentary or a new movie or something. I've been trying to do something new each week. Ant-Man and the Wasp. We watched Onward this week. That was my new movie of the week. Um, Tales from the Loop. I don't think you should have a new movie a week. I think you should have a new movie every night. No, I can't do that. Sure I don't want to do that. Why not? Because I just said in the evening I just want to do nothing. I just want to veg. I want to play on my iPad and I don't want to. I don't want to pay attention to life. I don't want to pay attention to a movie that I can't. I don't want to be interrupted in. I also don't want to sit and, and watch movies where I'm interrupted. Or AKA watching a movie with Geek. No, <laughs> no. You can, all you have to do is put on the headphones. Yep. Not if I'm watching it on the television. That's where I watch. And I do it with my headphones. You gotta love that Roku app thing. I wanted to watch the Fifty Shades of Grey series this week. Because I have an iPad. A phone. I know, but I wanted, and a computer. I wanted to watch it on the television, and I was like, it's probably not a good idea. Although you I could have... watch it on your computer, because watch, because basically it's you're my, sitting, my computer... you're sitting a good 12, 13 feet away from the TV. If you took your computer and just put it on your lap or on the table in front but of you, but I've only ever seen the second two. On my computer, I or on my iPad. It's, I haven't it's seen not, them on a bigger it's not screen. A, it's not a different. It's not a different experience this far away. Nope. You gotta do this. Look, people. Test. All this is how you do the test. I've been telling people this forever. It doesn't matter where you are and where the screen is. Sit wherever you're going to sit. Get in front of your screen. Close one eye and put your fingers up. Go to the top of the screen and the bottom of the screen. So right now. The screen that I'm looking at us in is that big. <laughs> see that? See that? See that? That big. That's it. Okay? The TV that's over there <coughs> that is 43 inches from here a tad bit bigger. is that big. That's a huge difference. But my iPad. Which is right here. What what version of this is iPad Four. 2? IPad iPad 2? You have an iPad 4. Close the one eye and do this. It's almost exactly the same as the TV over there. So, if I'm sitting here with a uh, 15-inch laptop or a 17-inch laptop, and I'm sitting right here looking at it, and I do the same test, I get a wider, bigger viewing experience than sitting 13 feet away from the 43 inch TV. So, what is it that you're watching on these bigger screens 
for if you're going to keep moving back. See, I my 43-inch so. monitor is just for me to sit literally two feet away, which now gives me a screen that feels like this. Right. But if now I'm getting the bigger thing. Right, if you keep moving back. But I go to a movie theater and I'm like, it's like looking at my iPad. Why do you go to movie theaters? See, I, I've this has always been my argument against going to movie theaters. Because the screen is not better than the screen on my TV. You can't pause the it. The sound is better when it's in my headphones. You can't pause it. Can't pause and get the background. <laughs> so you're gonna miss shit. That's why you got people walking in front of you, you got noise, you got people eating, you got people laughing, you got people talking, you got people on the cell phones, you got all the, that's why I, I I've never been Someone who said, I've got to see it on the big screen. Because really, unless you sit in the first couple rows, the big screen has no meaning. Go to the movie theater. Do the test. You'll see what I mean. So, you could get a widescreen awesome view on your laptop. Because you're sitting a foot from it. And you're sitting 13, 14 feet away from the 43 inch. It's just the way it works, man. I stopped listening. Hey, you've heard it all before. I know. All right. Um, I think the only time in a movie theater where I was actually like, it's, it's big, bigger than just normally seeing it on the TV, I think. Endgame, because we were like down in the corner, and I was looking up like this, and then Black Panther. No, no. Because Black Panther was too much for me in the theater, because uh, it was three D. Bedtime stories. Because we were in like the first row. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like See, this. that's a that's a terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> literally, Jessica. Yeah, I was gonna say, but that 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 was um, <clears throat> that's a terrible place. That's how I saw X. The oh, first really? time, Ooh. and that's a terrible place to watch anything. Yeah. It's never. It's it's. They should just take that row out. No, what they should do is just back everything else up, <coughs> like they did in uh, the but Platino the, in. Yeah. Right, right. Because they're the all pro- like lounge sofa things. But the problem with that is, it's more expensive. Dip, yeah, because you have let you have fewer people being able to see, or you design the theater so that the front. Is a good scene. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of difficult. We watched, I watched something in that front row. The seats like that. <laughs> in the Platino. I don't know what, it, I don't remember what it was. But there were so many, there were so, there Oh no, were a maybe lot it was of... the second row. We watched um, A Star is Born when I went out with the other teachers. Never seen it. You haven't seen the I've Lady Gaga one? I've only seen it. It was all right. And there's so there many. like ten remakes. I think four, four or five. Judy Garland's in one of them. The first one, I think, in the thirties. Continue. You weren't finished. That's it. That... What's it? You didn't finish. You were I in did. The second row. Yeah, we watched here. The Star Is Born, and it was all right. Like it wasn't uncomfortable at all because of how they have the the theater arranged. No, 
But if you go to a normal I wouldn't do it in a normal movie theater. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nope. Well, what else you got over there? Okay. <clears throat> oh, God. See, if she starts out with okay, you, so, y'all know what's up. this week I read an article that nursing homes in the U.S. are stealing the, the patient's stimulus checks forcing them to sign them over saying that they have the right to the the funds because the the patient may be a medicare or medicaid patient and so the the nursing home is taking their money even though they aren't behind in their payments or blah 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 because all those if you're a government on a government insurance health insurance that stuff is covered so these nursing homes are stealing the money and they have absolutely no rights to it whatsoever. It should be going in the patient's bank account. But instead, these checks are being mailed to the nursing homes. The nursing homes are going to the patients saying, please sign this, we're going to keep it. And the patients don't know that they can't do that. They just expect that's what's supposed to happen because it's from the government and they're, they're a Medicare patient. And therefore, the money goes to the nursing home. Some shady shit. There was one nursing home that had like 45 patients that had complained about this. The families of the patients had complained about that. At 1200 bucks a person. Sue them. Get your money. It's all you really can do. Sue them. Get your money. Family sue them. I'm sure they could have a class action suit against them if it's everybody. Yeah. I don't know how many people you need for a class action suit. I don't know, but <clears throat> I know that some of those nursing homes can have a couple hundred patients, four or five hundred patients. Right. <coughs> the one I worked in when I was 16, I want to say... Call Saul. They had... No. They had probably almost 300 what are Hey, what are y'all laughing about? Saul Goodman is all good for taking care of the old people in there. What? what, what? Yeah, man. Better call Saul. That dude. You haven't even seen the show. I've seen You don't know nothing about Saul Goodman. I've I watched something you you gotta hear this. And you played me something I was like, no. But you gotta you ain't you don't know Saul? Don't be hating on Saul. That's right. I can. No. It may not be accurate, but I can. Saul is the man. He will he will hook up the old people. Alright. All the old people love Saul. What do you what else you got on your list? Hmm. Business management norms for schools. This is also from last week. <coughs> I, had, I had a long list last week. Um, you only did like half of it, didn't you? I don't even know. I can't even remember. Well, I guess I don't have to remember. I had nine things last week. Three, three hungover. Um, business management. I, I guess what I was getting at was the idea. Uh, for a long time, I know I I did it. Did not like the idea of business people coming into the schools. Yeah. And basically turn trying to turn schools into like factories, with the expectations. You know, we got this many butts in seats, and when it costs this much money, and becoming very very business like when it came to education. Because education should not be that way. 
But then you deal with schools like the ones I've dealt with here in Mexico, uh, uh, China, where business is 100% not in the schools, but they need some of those business norms so that they work better to do the work of a school. And I guess I, it got me thinking about maybe there needs to be a a way of thinking about schools and business that is a separate thing, even though the concepts are essentially the same, but is a separate thing from business and education. Yeah. It's like there needs to be a thing and it should not be at the principal administrator level. It should be for everybody because we don't Teachers, people in schools, people starting the schools are not thinking of those business things, the business norms like having an HR department or, you know, why you spend the money that you spend or they're just looking at it as this is a bill. I pay the bill. I have this many students. I can afford to have, you know, these things and to have this number of teachers. It's just. It's just a, a numbers game, but it's not good business at all. It's the idea of having good business, the, the, using business norms. And it's like we need a melding of the two things. Good, <coughs> good education on one side and good business norms on the other. So the thing that supports all of the teachers and the student work and everything else is the good business decisions, good management, good business norms beneath it because they're the things that make sure that all the other stuff can happen because without them and they fall apart everything else falls apart on top of it having the best teachers in the world will do you no good mm -hmm. if the lights don't stay on right you know <clears throat> so i guess that was what i was getting at with uh business management norms for schools because it doesn't seem as though the, that's something that is well-known worldwide in order to get people um, in schools to be more successful, thus becoming better over time instead of just just making it, just staying the same. Yep. Go ahead. You got a thing? Do you think, man? You must wear makeup to be a good teacher. Okay, I'm not going to do that. So, I'm always going to be a bad teacher. Which I've already been told that. This week, one of my co-workers was um, reprimanded because one of the parents on the, the Zoom class basically said she looked like she just rolled out of bed and was unkempt. And the mother took a, a, supposedly, I don't know if I believe this, but supposedly took a screenshot of the teacher's disheveled appearance and sent it to HR and filed a formal complaint. And so <clears throat> she had to have a meeting where they told her basically that she wasn't pretty. <laughs> She needed to fix herself up. These are the exact words. She needed to fix herself up before school. 
But the thing is, is that this teacher has not changed how she looks the whole year except for her hair getting longer. She hasn't ever worn makeup. She wears the same handful of dresses or blouses every week because she doesn't have much. She's a foreign teacher. They don't travel with much. <clears throat> but the fact that all of a sudden this, uh, this mother now thinks that she's not attractive enough to teach her child and wants to pull her child from the class because the teacher is not attractive. Oh, God. Okay, not attractive or unkempt? Disheveled un- and unkempt. No, which one is it? Yeah. Disheveled and un- unkempt. Because you could be... <clears throat> but she hasn't changed her appearance. You could be kempt, which and yes, that has an ugly. M in it, yep. and ugly. So... But she's... She hasn't changed her appearance, is my point. She's never done the things that they're telling her she has to do now with a month left of school. So why start now? I don't understand. You have to fix yourself up. Make yourself look beautiful. This is what she was told. So she's saying, you're not beautiful. (laughs) In your appearance, your everyday appearance is unacceptable. I get told that all the time. Oh, you don't. You've never been told that. That I'm not beautiful? That your appearance is not acceptable. Look at me. You don't have to be told. I mean, look at me. Be fine. (laughs) Come on now, people. Um. (coughs) Yeah, I I think, like I said, this this goes, to me, this goes 100% back to... Your HR department is shit, and your managers are not very good. Both of these things are existing at the same time in order to have anyone bring to a teacher that does not fit this. To bring that to them is psycho. You're you're doing something else. You're you're. This isn't this isn't about hair or makeup or something because basically no one should be telling a teacher that they must wear makeup. No. <clears throat> but or do they But hair. in Mexico I 100% understand it because I've seen what teachers do in Mexico in order to uh, become acceptable to their students and their students parents. Um Hell, one of your teachers last year that you worked with wore fucking six-inch stilettos in the classroom. Yeah, but that wasn't because the school said you need to do this in order to It's a cultural thing. Yeah, it's a cultural thing for a young teacher to look um, pretty and beautiful in front of their students. And that that becomes the problem. Culturally speaking, that's the problem. But they did the exact same thing in... Freaking China. They did. With all the young teachers, they especially the women, only the women. The men just needed to, you know, like wear the same ties and <coughs> you know. Well, you could wear the same clothes. The students are. Well, that's a China. That's totally different. You can't complain. You can't talk about cleanliness and all that. It's not the same standard. But the idea of how you look when I look at you, not when I smell you. But when I look at you, yeah, they're, they're the exact same thing, the same norm. 
And I'm sure around the world in different places they have that norm where they, you have to look a certain way in order to be acceptable or to even just be seen as a teacher yeah. or to be seen as a lawyer or to be seen as, I mean, you have to look the part, which is part of the problem in a lot of those places because they're worried about the look more than they're worried about how well the person is doing the job. Yeah. Okay. And that, that to me is probably more the issue, you know, to sit there and say, oh, well, you're just... You're not one of us because of the way you look. You're not worried about how you look. So everybody needs to be skinny. They need to have, uh, they need to look a certain way. They, I mean, I, I don't, I think it's, I think it's a bad, it, it's a failure of management. It's a failure of HR because anybody in HR should be like, well, put the brakes on. This is not a thing that we can do. You cannot go to a teacher and and tell them that they have to put on makeup while being on a video chat with their students at home. You you can't do that. But see, in a culture where that's the expectation, of course you can. Because you would think that that manager that comes to that teacher, they get called into HR. Yeah. If you have an adequate HR, that that they come in. And it's like, look, this is not a thing that you can do. Right. You know, as a as a head of something, I would bring that person in and be like, no, this is not the kind of organization we are. We are much more worried about how this person performs their job and make sure that they are presentable, not ready to go to the club. Because what are we saying to our students? That this is the way teachers look? Like, this is what's important to us? No, hell no. But... This is where we are. So it doesn't surprise me that it's like that in Mexico. It, no. It would surprise me. Like if you heard somebody say that about the teachers or anybody working at any job in the States, you know, and their manager came to them and said, well, you must change the way you appear. You must lose 20 pounds. You must do. I mean, outside of like modeling and anything to do with dealing with customers, because a lot of places have kind of those unwritten rules about how you need to look when dealing with clients. Um, if you deal with the public at all, everybody has their version of yeah. how you need to look in order your to... Your dress code, right, your everything, your hair. Everything. Yeah. How you speak, the words you choose, okay. everything has its unwritten rules. But no HR person is ever going to say, you can't do this job because you don't fit the look. You just don't get that job. Right. And if that's the case, then why does this person even work there? Well, the teacher, and if they were okay before the COVID-19 lockdown, then they should be okay at during the COVID-19 lockdown. I think lockdown. that was her point. She's like, I don't get this because I've been teaching for 20-something years. I've never had anyone say this to me ever in any of the places I've worked. And I've worked for some super, you know expensive private schools where my but students... But in private schools, usually teachers have more latitude. But this is a private school. No, no, no. No, it's not. What? It's No, no. It's a private school in Mexico. Yeah, you have to yeah, say yeah. that. Well, it's not a private school in the States. Because private schools in the States, 
none of this shit flies. Well, and that's what I kept saying to her all week as this kept dragging on day after day after day. I said, you're in Mexico. If you think this is going to change for next year in a different place, you're wrong. Because we watched this happen last year where moms would come in like looking like they're going... Well, like, but moms don't work there. <clears throat> no, but they have this expectation of the teachers. If I can, if I have to look this way to be presentable at school, why aren't the teachers looking this way? But that's that's cultural. This is part of the culture. And what you're trying to fight against right now is cultural norms. Because just because you're a great teacher and you've been doing this for a long time, that's does, doesn't mean anything here. In Mexico, that's not valued. Clearly, it's not valued. It's not valued. It's not valued. Being a good teacher is not valued here. Looking the part and making parents happy with whatever ridiculousness they have on their mind at the time, that's what's valued in Mexico. I don't even think education is valued here. No. It's not about learning. That's 100%. I, I, it's just not a thing. I think kids, like, they want to go to <coughs> university. But I don't think learning and, you know... The idea of being a good citizen or being a learned citizen. All of those things that we value in the States for like a graduate of, of high school and then university. I don't think any of those things are really valued here in Mexico. It's no. a different set of values that they're really worried about. Family, religion maybe. They're, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's all that those gender norms and all. There are certain things that are valued highly. I just don't think education is one of them. Right. Alright, what's the next thing on your There's list? There's more? Yeah, I got more. Alright. Oh, Lord. Now we diving in. And it's all your fault. Are expat parents hurting their children by denying them the traditional American upbringing and experiences. Should we feel guilty? Mommy does. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging in right. All I need is like a poker or something. I need a stick. I think you just did it. It's good. So last weekend, uh, LeBron James hosted um, an uh, like a televised graduation commencement for all the 2020 graduates <clears throat> and President Barack Obama spoke and there were a whole bunch of other people and I thought because Aaron is finished with high school he would want to watch it so I was really excited I took my iPad in so he didn't have to stop doing what he was doing we could watch it together and he just looked at me and he said I don't want to watch this and it, I was kind of stuck for a second, and I said, why not? And he said, because it just makes me sad that I don't have all these things, that I didn't have these experiences. Yeah, because it's not a bunch of expat kids sitting. I mean, if it was if it was the community I'm in, it would be a bunch of kids sitting at home on the computer playing Doom or something. It wouldn't be a, a whole class of, of people all running around doing stuff with their friends. I don't have that. I have one friend. I talked to him this morning. I wonder and what expat kids are doing. 
same thing I'm doing. Well, are you sure, are you sure about I just, Maybe. I just no. saw some expat sure kids having a graduation party at Starbucks in China. They had a big long table of expat kids with the parents, because in China you can do that now. And <clears throat> they were having a graduation party at Starbucks. I guess my thing here is... The idea of feeling guilty. What, feel guilty. The idea of feeling guilty, but what are you feeling guilty about? Are you feeling guilty about being an expat and taking your kids away from the United States? Or are you feeling guilty about the fact that you took your kids away from the United States and now they don't get to have the experience of living in the United States? Because basically, if you made the choice, this is my perspective, if you made the choice to take your kids away from the United States, which you could have left them, you, because people do it all over the world. <laughs> if you if you wanted them to have that experience, then you send them back there to have that experience. I mean, there's plenty of schools that have room and board in the United States. They're expensive, so, but they're there. So you you could they could be. I mean, they could be at school and they could have gone through all of this stuff. But the whole idea of being an expat was to not do any of those things. So then why feel bad about it? Because you made the choice. Choices. You made the choice to not have your children have those experiences. So why are you trying to recreate them for expat kids? Maybe they they need to have a different experience. Now what that is, I have no idea. What would you like your your graduation to look like? such a thing. See, I think expat kids are going to have different expectations of what graduation means and what graduation, what does graduation mean for you? Because what are you graduating from? I don't know. See what I mean? So, I don't think I'm graduating from anything. See? So then why do you need all the other stuff? If I was in a school... Then yes, that graduation would mean a you know you have a ceremony, you get a diploma, you wear a robe and a hat, and sure, there's that. For me, I was just taking classes in Coursera. Like, what am I? I got the certificates. I can print them out right now. I mean, want to give me a hat and a robe? I don't. No. I mean, then I, what I else? Think... What would I be graduating from? My life hasn't changed. Got older. Hasn't changed. I, like Still I said, doing the same thing. this is your problem. It is my problem. But I'm not the only expat mom with this... Expectation to live like you're in the U.S.? No. It's, oh, what? It's not an expectation of li to live like you're in the U.S., but to have... That carries around this kind of guilt. Like, my kids never got to go to prom, but we put such a big deal on prom and... Our, we did. We did. But as we didn't Americans, for our we children. We don't for our kids, but we did as teenagers in America. But we did. You know, going to the They've football games. They've never known that. I understand that, but that doesn't alleviate my guilt. Why would you be guilty about them not being apprehensive known. about what's going to happen with Trump? It's not really guilt, because I think guilt is a useless emotion. It's just, it's sadness. Like, oh God, did I like make... Worse. Did I make the right choice by keeping them from these things? What could I have done differently that 
would give them the, their own special experience. But why do they need that? But our experience all of now these... is already special from but, everybody else. But aren't aren't all of these things the things that you did not want your children to do? No, no. I didn't want to keep them from all of that. What I wanted them to have was the opportunity to learn outside of the American education system. I wanted them Check. to live in cultures and see firsthand that regardless of faith, color, language, orientation, that all people at their core are basically the same. I wanted them to learn that as children. No. We all but we all have the same hopes and dreams and fears and stresses and concerns. We all have that. Yeah, all human beings do. Right. That's yeah. what I'm fear, trying to fear of starvation. All, right. all we all have beings those same those same concerns. I wanted the kids to have that. I wanted them to be able to go places and do things that their peers would never dream of, that they they never would see. Check. Adults that they know would never do or never dream of. Okay, so but that's how are you gonna have in both, turn that but, but means wait, that we're not gonna, gonna be able to all do the, the other, other stuff. stuff? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so if you know it doesn't make sense, why are you sad? I, I guess that's my that's my issue. I guess you made part of the, the you being us. You made the decision because <laughs> I don't want to say we. You made the decision, and this is for all expect parents. You made the decision to not do things the way they had been done for you when you were in school. And you gave us the choice of school. Because they could have gone back. And you kept, and you guys, like almost every place we went, were willing to send us to school. And we said, no. Okay, well there is that too. They could have gone to school where we were. Right. You gave you know, us that of, opportunity many times. But the but the, the but that doesn't mean that you would have the same school experience no. that you're talking about. So they could have gone to schools. I mean, you did go in, to two schools, but but they could have gone to schools and still never had those experiences. Yeah. Because in those other places, it's gonna be school different. is different. I so, also think it it saddens me that they don't have they don't have relationships with people their age. Okay, but you know you could go to school and not have relationships. That's your age. true. So I guess I don't. I don't feel bad about it. I'm more worried about the academics, like what's missing in the academic world, so that then they can don't have all of their choices limited. But like well, I said before, learning to learn is far more important. And if there's something that you need to learn. You've, you have been equipped to learn. Yeah. Both of the kids are able to learn. So if there's something deficient, like the math, when you get to the next level of whatever education you choose, if you choose it, um, then you can learn it. It's not about, you may not know it today. So you take a test and you might be a lower in that particular realm. Higher in other realms, though. Yeah. So there is that, but that yeah, you could you could have gone to high school and had the same problem. Yeah. So that's not really. Uh, high school is not a doesn't fix that issue. But 
I don't feel bad about like, oh, well, you didn't have this and you all, and, and maybe that's why I give you, I give our kids all of the experiences of my high school, and I, and when we watch things and we talk about what it was like, because they don't have those experiences, now they can at least understand them, understand the feelings and the emotions and the stuff that goes on with those things, and maybe they can sit back and go, I'm really glad I didn't have to go through all that shit. Right. There is that possibility. They get to learn without having the, all the other stuff. And maybe that equips them later on to not carry all the baggage. Because, like, you know, I carry baggage from junior high school and high school and all the pain and problems of that time. Mm-hmm. They don't have. Yeah. You see? So we've almost liberated them from having a lot but of the But have we liberated issues. them or have we... Just slowed the coping process. No, 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 no. They still have to... They're still going to go through it. But they'll go through it at a different point in their lives. They'll go Maybe through it... Maybe they'll be it's, emotionally it's, it's, it's difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the difference of having a child when you're a teenager and having a child in your 30s. Yeah, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have a child... And, and okay, let's do it like this. Having a child in your 20s and having a child in your 30s. Yeah, huge difference. There's a huge difference there. And you are able to deal with things more effectively. You've never done it before. The 20-year-old's never done it before. But they have the child in the 20s. You have the child in your 30s. All of a sudden, they're like pulling their hair out. And they're having so many problems and issues. And you never get to those problems and issues. Right. Because you were more mature. Yep. So I would say, you know, our children, while they don't have those older relationships, but, you know, honestly, from high school, I don't have that many people that I'm still in touch with. And there might be, uh, like, uh, junior high school, one, maybe, I you know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't have that. So... There is that potential that basically the people that are your friends that that are really close to you, they're going to be university or in your uh, late teens, 20s. Those people that you're with are going to be your more long-lasting cohorts anyway. Yeah. So why? what's the purpose of the whole middle school, high school thing? I think if you can get through... I mean, we used to... say this all the time you know if you can get through that time without getting killed and having a baby you almost won or committing a crime yeah or committing a crime I mean, you've you've essentially won the day just by getting through that time and not having any uh of that of that stuff uh, going with you into the rest of your life yeah you, you know no children as a teenager no record. <laughs> no police record. I mean, you, you kind of, woo, you know? Yeah. So there is that. Um, and for a lot of us, it's getting out alive. Literally alive. Right. From that time. You know, because for us, it was, do you, can you go to a party and not get killed? Can you go to the concert and not get killed? I mean, can you we, go to the convenience store and not get real, killed? It was a real, it was a real thing for us when we were, when we were younger. So, 
I don't, I don't, I don't think expat parents sh should be worried about those things because they gave their children or are giving their children something that none of those other children will ever have as well. They have a specialness. Yeah. It's just that specialness doesn't come in the form of, of BS. Flowers, caps and gowns, all this bullshit. All this stuff that, that is literal bullshit for who that person is going to become. But we hold on to it like these are the important moments. The photographs, the, the you know, playing sports in high school. You, would you have played sports if you were in high school? Let's see. You know what I'm saying? I mean, are they really missing out on these things if they weren't going to do it anyway? No. Probably wouldn't have gone to prom either. No, you'd have you went to prom. You'd have gone to prom. If you'd have went to school in the, in the States, you'd have gone. Yep. It's just because that would have been a thing that you do. Yep. But that's also now a thing that was taken off the table, and now you don't have to worry about. Now I, I don't care. Well, now it, it doesn't no, matter. It has no meaning to me. Well, it it, it, it kind of had no meaning before. It had no meaning if you had go attended, you know. But going to prom for a lot of people is the idea of, you know, you're you're dressing up in a more formal way. You're going to a thing, and you're. You're basically kind of your last thing in high school, but your first more formal, really formal thing that you do. Is that really necessary? Was it ever really necessary? No. It really wasn't. It was a way for people to spend a lot of money, though. Yeah. And see, I think our high school experience is about parents spending a lot of money. Yeah. And feeling good about the fact that they could spend the money. Uh, well, my sister was... <coughs> she would tell me all the time, Oh, I have to spend $250 for this thing for my stepson. And this thing for my stepson. And I have to... And he needs $800 for this thing. In a public school. And he's like... I just didn't understand. Why are you spending all this money for classes and books and what all this I I didn't get it but I also haven't had a child in high school in the states at the in this time so like I said I don't think you should feel bad about it at all I do we saved sure our children I... from a lot of the negativity and we were able to focus their attention on the things that actually mattered from this time middle school and high school what really was important they were able to focus on the important things yeah instead of the BS stuff and a lot of what middle school and high school is is a lot of BS and then it carries over into university and then those kids find out all that shit was BS our kids well, already know it I find it really interesting this week the University of California has announced that it's ending the use of SAT and ACT Good. in admissions. It and never meant anything anyway. A lot of the universities have canceled the need for those for admissions this fall because the kids couldn't take the test in March or, you know, July, I think. Um, 
And it said that College Board had lost $45 million in revenue just for the spring testing. And I'm, I'm sitting here and I remember taking the ACT and I have an extremely high comprehension rate. I was a pretty good student, but I did horrible on that test. And when I was saying something to two about it, the thing that came to me the most was he's been outside of the U.S. for nine years. His education is a lot different than kids in the U.S. And to have to force a child to take this test, a standardized test, when the education across the country isn't standardized, just okay. puts them at a disadvantage. But it was never a test of what you knew. It's an aptitude yeah. test. People need to understand that I've been saying this for so long. It's an aptitude test. It's a test that only tells people, will you potentially, do you have the potential to be able to do well at university. That is it. In other words, it tells you, could you be a D student at university? It's not telling you anything else. It's just an aptitude test. So that's why you have people that do really poorly or not so great or mediocre on, on SATs and ACTs, but then they go to university and they, they get straight A's. It's like, what did that test tell you? That I could do well at university. I was an aptitude test. It doesn't matter where I am on the test, but everybody acts like this is the test that, and because the way universities handled the results, uh -huh. that made it have more weight than it ever should have because it was like giving an IQ test. Right. You're going to give an IQ test to graduating seniors of high school, give them an IQ test, and then use that to be, if you have a certain, like the Forrest Gump thing. You're going to use that to 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 decide who gets in your university? I'm sorry, but that's wrong. Yep. And we know it's wrong today. Well, it was wrong to use as ACTs and SATs. That was not, that shouldn't be what, I mean, I get that if you're a recruiter, and I would love to have a recruiter come on and talk about this, but who would, how would any recruiter measure your ability to do well, like should you come to this university? How would a recruiter even do that without all these other little metrics? What if I just hate math and that's why I don't do well in math, but if I have to take it for th this class, I can get a B grade in that class at university. Is that, but I don't like it. I didn't like it in high school or I didn't like the teacher. The teacher was an ass. I mean, there's all these other yeah. factors in there and I, I, it's just a way to keep people out. It's not a way to figure out who should be in. Yep. It's just used as a tool to say, you know what? We, we put your face up against that brown paper bag. You're a little bit too dark and you can't come here. That means you're not smart enough to be here. I mean, it's, it's just as arbitrary. Yeah. Which has been done, people. Some people say it's still being done. Um, so, you know, um, just, I, I think... universities it really should be about your first year you bring your ass to university like you can take the the placement tests placement tests are useful take the placement tests now you take the classes 
If you do well in those classes, yeah, you, your ass should be able to come back. Right. You can do the work. You learn the stuff. Congratulations. Damn everything that came before it, because it doesn't matter what came before it. It doesn't matter if you were working for 20 years and now you're going back to school and now you're a freshman. It doesn't matter about any of that other stuff. You can do the work. You've proved you can do the work. Yep. That first year is is a probationary year. It kind of should be that way anyway. Yeah. And what if what if that first year you did really bad in one class, but you did really well in the others? Should you be kicked out? No, you should take that class again. You should learn that thing. I mean, I guess from a money standpoint, it's like, why are you keeping people out of your university? Right. When you think about it, it's like, it's not China. It's not like there's only 12 universities or whatever. You know, I mean, it's 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 literal in the United States. You're talking about thousands of universities at all levels. So you've got your 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 community colleges. You've got your four years, blah, blah, blah. You've got your ranking of how well they are. Why not? Why not? Why are you trying to limit the amount of people? Because it's a it's a... It's a members only club. That's why. Stop doing that to people. Get them in there. Get the butts in the seats. Because if they can afford to be there, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. So get them in there. Get the butts in the seats. Because honestly, there is 100% no reason to go to anybody's university now. Not when you can do it at home. There's no reason. I mean, when you think about it, what do you do at university? You listen to a you listen to lectures, uh-huh. which you don't need to be in the room for. You read, and then you produce something that gets graded, whether it's a paper, an art project. I mean, you produce a thing. You can do all that in a freaking bathroom. Well, no, what I'm saying is you can do all that without ever going to a university, without ever setting foot on a campus. Well, Aaron and I were looking at the... Which is what I need to do for my master's. The updated Coursera... Um, 100%. The updated Coursera classes for game design. Because they've just added loads of classes. Michigan State is now offering an entire program on Coursera. I don't know if I could do that. Anyway, continue. For game design. You, you do realize that our son could take these classes for free... But he doesn't want to take it because Michigan State. Well, he should do it. I can't. But you should do it. Then I can talk bad about you. Yeah, but it's been ingrained in my... Look, man. No, 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 no. Look, taking university classes for free, I don't give a fuck where they are. I really don't care where they are. And it's the program that you want to study. Yeah, that's not... No, 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 no. See? Hear what I said. Taking the classes for free. See, taking classes for free, I don't give a fuck who it is. It doesn't matter where it is. It's for free. Find them classes at a different university for free. They don't have them. You see what I'm saying? You're talking about classes for free. Yeah, everybody should do that. See? Everybody. Wow. I don't just care where it is. Go green. You know. You could be a Spartan too. No, you don't have to be that. But you can take the classes for free. I, I did a whole my whole degree at UMSL and basically never did anything on that campus. 
Like I did nothing with anybody on that campus. I didn't do anything that was the life of the campus type stuff. I literally went to work, went home, went to school, went home, went to work, went home. That's all I did. And get my degree and be out. You don't have to participate in the that which is the school. You're only just taking classes. And from this distance, you're 100% just taking classes. So take the classes. If it's a the thing you want to... Because that's that was the thing that I've been telling people around the world that I've been teaching is if you know what you want to learn, go learn it. But don't act like that you're going to Harvard and that you need to go to Harvard to learn it. Yeah. Harvard may not be good for that thing that you want to learn. Harvard may be good for that thing and that thing, but it, the thing that you want, it's not good for anyway. It's another school that's better at that thing. Yep. So if that's who's offering it, then man, take that shit. I remember having Hell, that conversation our first nah, year. Nah, we don't talk bad about you, but still, take it. I remember talking, having the same conversation with a student in, in China who wanted to go into journalism, but they had to go to Harvard. And I'm like, but Harvard isn't known for journalism. Yeah, somebody wanted to go to Harvard for, like, art or something. And I just was like, you need to go Why? someplace else. And so we had to look Where's right Harvard? there in the class. Damn. Where, where should you go? Where are the best schools in the U.S. for journalism? And they, they had never heard of these schools. They only know the Ivy League school, a handful of the Ivy names League. names of the Ivy League. Right. They don't know nothing about the schools. They know nothing, and they think that they have to do, they have to go there to be successful in whatever chosen path they have. They don't understand. They don't understand. But see, that's just it. Most people around the world don't understand the fact that you could have a small school in some state. And they are the number one in the world at yeah. that thing. <coughs> like I. But was, you will never know their name. I mean, it, you know. The other day when you were dog in Michigan State, because my niece is going to go there, and Terrible. you have family members that are going to go there this year. Um, but I went to see where they ranked in the in the country as far as their programs. They're number eight in the country. It's not like they're a bad school. So, that don't mean I gotta like them. I, you know, I also don't like Harvard either, so. I'm not saying that you should like them, but Aaron should truly consider taking those courses. Take them classes, man, if it's free. I already said it. I don't have to say it again. Dude. I'm sorry, but taking the classes, taking classes and going to school these are two different ideas that I think going to school is about to die. The idea of going to school is living in or near the campus, uh, having the interactions on campus, uh, doing the things that are for students on that particular campus, going to sporting events on the campus. These are the life the life of the student on the campus, and that is going to school. That is a different thing than taking classes. Right. Okay? It's like, uh, let's say you worked as, um, like me. I don't like Michigan State at all. I was born in Lansing, and I don't like Michigan <laughs> State. Now, 
If I was a teacher, keeping my certification, right? But I lived and worked in Lansing, Michigan. And I was a teacher trying to keep my certificate. Don't you think I would take classes at Michigan State? Of course yes. I would. Because it's right there. It's the it's the it's local. I, I need to be able to go to work every day, but I also need to, you know, take a class or two every you know, in the evenings. Yeah. I'm going to Michigan State, but I'm not doing the life of the student at Michigan State. I am literally just taking the classes needed for my certification as a teacher, blah, 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 blah. And taking the classes doesn't mean you have to go to the place anymore. Can't just say that without the yawn. No, what? Taking the classes doesn't mean you have to go to the place anymore. I don't get what you're saying, go to the place. You're saying going to school is dying. So if you're just dying, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. No, I'm saying I'm saying that because of COVID-19, so many schools are going to be educating people around the world without them ever coming to the campus. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is dying. Why would it ever? Why would it just stop then? Because it's going to be cheaper, and they're going to make more money. If I can, if I can have, if I can, if I can sit there, and I can take my device with its camera, and I can teach, and I can or I could be in the classroom teaching anywhere from 20 to 500 students because the classes lecture halls can be that big. Large schools, anywhere from that number of students, right? But while I'm teaching and lecturing, I can also be lecturing to thousands of people, paying customers around the world at the same time. It gets better than that because these Coursera classes, there are no live lectures. These are all pre-recorded well, that's lectures. Well, that's a whole other thing. So that's you lecture to a, a classroom full of 500 students, they record it now. Right. It, it can be there for... It can be there for the next yeah, 20 years. Yeah, like the one... Hopefully not. The one game but. design one I did was like 2014. Or right, but that's just Yeah, it. like the one I just finished. A math class is still a math class. You don't, you know... The acquiring literacy class I just took. Was from 2012. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, but as a as a school that owns that content yep. now, you're able to reach so many people. Why do you... Worldwide. You, you honestly do not want them coming to your campus. Cost you more money to have them there. Yeah. Right. You, you, why not just have a bunch of small spaces that teachers can then... Lecture in, they can have a board if they want or whatever, or an electronic board, but they can now talk to and have students talk because that that was the other thing is most times there was no interaction. Yeah, the one and class now I'm you can taking do now, um, live. The first week I was I was like, dang, this is really long. Like there were four four things I had to write. In the first half of the week, there are like 32 sections in this in this class for one for week one, and the whole point was they wanted some sort of interaction be- between the students. So I would have to to write my response, whatever I was thinking, and then I would have to go and respond to at least two other people who had responded. So it's not like they. They are cutting out that interaction in all of the classes. I prefer if they did. 
because I don't need it. Um, but but you're not the only one taking the class. Exactly. But the, so I understand why they do it. But this, the courses are more convenient because I can do it whenever, wherever. I can do it on my iPad, I can do it on my phone, I can do it on my laptop, no matter where I am. And I'm still getting the information. There's no need to send a, a student to a university, except for there is a value of allowing a young person. Human interaction. Not just a human interaction, but to learn how to manage you without adults. Like going to a school. Being like at being, school. My first being year, physically alone. Right. My first no, year at university. you're not going to ever be alone. You're never alone. Trust me, you're never alone. But my first year at university, my grandfather thought it was imperative that I live on campus. The university was only eight minutes from my house. But he thought it was imperative that I live on campus, and it was. I really grew up a lot that first semester because I had to learn to manage my own time. Nobody was going to wake me up for class. Nobody was going to make sure my homework was done. Nobody was going to make sure that I was on time for work for my three jobs. Nobody... Yeah, nope. the responsibility... You have the, to learn to... The do idea it. of responsibility is definitely heightened when you go off to school. But I, like I said... I think a lot of that is changing. There's a necessity that it changes. And we we are now living in a world where, where most people are not going out and being on their own even after they graduate. They're, right. they're staying at home. Much like what they do here, culturally speaking, it's just a normal thing. Yeah, here they but live with their the, parents until they're the almost States, 30. That's starting to change. Yeah. Where where young men and women are staying at home yep. longer through university, after university, they're staying at home. And I, I don't think I just I think there's there is a, a shift in the importance of having all of that independence that we thought was so important. And our parents may have thought that was so important. I think it's shifting now to uh, a world where it's more important to not saddle people with the burden of debt. Yeah. And so we're now starting to look at it like, how do we mitigate this debt mm-hmm. that that students are going to incur like I have? They're, they're trying to find ways to not have that and so parents are thinking of it not when you turn 18 get your ass out right because if that happens you're going to start incurring debt yep and I think we're starting to see that that's a bad a bad way to go it's not like it was back in the day where an 18 year old could go out and get a job and support themselves support themselves see that that world is basically gone because we've said that it's more it's more necessary that you get the college degree in order to get the job whereas before like our parents and our grandparents it was get the high school diploma in order to get the job yeah. and before them it was be able to do the job and yeah. you get the job yep. it wasn't 
Uh, so we've we've upped the bar to keep more people out. But I think, and now we've got people that are that are highly degreed but can't do the basic things. Yeah. And it, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, but I think we're getting to a point now where it's like, okay, we need to reset this. This well, all, I, and I think this is what this time is doing. It's resetting yeah, all of these absolutely norms. It's Somebody a, asked this week. Uh, my child is twenty years old. They work part-time, they go to school full-time. At what point do I make them pay for their cell phone? Because apparently the cell phone bill is expensive. Of course it is. Because the U.S. the cell phone bills are stupid. But it's expensive. Yeah. So it was really kind of breathtaking to see all of the, the comments below saying... Basically, keep paying it until they can do it on their own. Why are you going to... If you can afford to do it, why are you trying to push it off on someone else? Yeah. And and the, the mother said, I'm not trying to. I will keep paying the, the phone bill for as long as they need me to. But my family members are saying that since they work and they're 20 years old, that they should pay for their own things. But they pay for their car payment, and they pay for their insurance, and they, you know, pay for everything else that goes with them. I buy the food, and I pay the phone bill. So why, you know, I was trying to find out if if it was just me being weird, like overprotective of my child, or if this is something that's being done. And overwhelmingly, people are saying, keep paying if you can pay. If it's not a big deal to you to pay the phone bill, then pay the phone bill. Yeah, but, you know, Why? that's that's only a very, uh, only a certain group of people would even think to pay that bill. Yeah, well, there's only, I'm telling this, you, there's only certain. two million people in it, it so. There's only, it doesn't matter how many there are, they're, they're of the same mindset yeah. that, that, that's a, that's an option because maybe for a lot of us. That's not even an option. No, it's not. If an you option. got a cell phone, the only way that that's how you better go prepaid, boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you better pay for it as you go because. But aren't you saying <coughs> if I'm paying his bill, uh-huh. aren't I saying that I think it's an important thing that you have it so that I will keep paying so that I can get in contact with you whenever I want to. Yes. That's what you're saying as a parent. It's not that because. Basically, if you start racking up the Pornhub bills on your phone <laughs> and you start doing anything that I think is something you should not be doing, I can now take it away from you. Right. right. See, as a parent, I mean, that's... that's it's a control of, mechanism. Right. It's a control mechanism. It's like, no. Fuck that. It, if, if you want to pay the bill, feel hey, free yeah. to pay the bill. But don't use it as a way of keeping tabs on and controlling because what if you start calling up people that I disagree with you calling right. I, I'm paying the bill I can get them records yeah you know what I'm saying it's like a, it's a totally different thing and when I bring it up to you and I say okay well you know if you want to keep doing this you can keep doing it but you got to take over the bill now no I'm punishing you right no eh, I, I guess now, the other side of that is, 
I've never had a cell phone that my parents paid for. Me either. But keep in mind, when I was in high school, nobody had a cell phone. So my, my grandparents never phone, paid thing, for a cell phone, so. a pager, nothing. They never paid for yeah, any of that stuff. Yeah, they never paid for all those things. So if I wanted it, I paid for it. Now, should 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 parents absorb that cost in my, order to keep in touch with their children? Uh, these days, I'd probably say no because you've got all these other devices where you can keep in touch with your children. I would pay for the cell phone. No, I'm just saying you don't need right. cell phone service because you've got the laptop and you've got your iPad and I can we can talk in all, lots of other ways. Yeah, I, the cell phone. Really, all you cell, really need is Wi-Fi. I'm never going to call you on this thing. <laughs> so cell phone service is, is almost not a thing I need. Right. You need, you need for Wi-Fi. me to get in contact with. Right. Yeah. I'd rather pay for your internet bill. Right. Now... As I'm reading through this, it was it was interesting to see the parents who were saying, yes, make them pay for it. But there were the parents who had to do it for themselves when they were really young. So one woman said, I was forced to get a job at 14. And from the time I was 14 on, I had to pay for everything for myself. I was that way when I was 16. My mom said, you have two weeks to get a job. But isn't that what we're saying? Rich people versus middle, middle and poor people? Rich people always would be like, yeah, pay it. Why not? You can do it. Poor people are always going to be like, hell no. You right. got to do that shit yourself because I don't but have like, the money to do it. I, I grew up in a household that was very poor. But then when I moved in with my grandparents, I didn't struggle like I struggled with my, my mom and dad. And so from the time I was 17 until I was 24, my grandparents paid for my gas. They paid for my car insurance. And I... And my cars. But if I use the gas card to pay for my gas, I always paid them back because I always felt guilty. Like I always You're paid the bill. You took the I took the responsibility. That's not what we're talking about. But they never about. asked because for the, Okay, if you want to make this applicable, if the child comes to the parents and says, You're paying my bill, I wanted to go ahead and take it over now. Now, do the parents let it go? Yes. Do they? Because now it's under their now the they have no control. right. They have no control now. But if the child is coming saying I can pay the bill, no, 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 pay. I can pay the bill. But it's but, not, but then it's, if it's I'm not about it money at that point, then it's like you said, it's about the control. Keeping I'll get my own. I'll get my own contract, and I'll it'll be mine. And see, I, I think a lot of those parents, they would have a problem with that. Yeah. I think you're right. Because it's so, more, it's all about control. It's about control. It's not about paying the bill. Because, like they said, you have the money. You can pay the bill. Well, and I and that was the thing that, I'm sorry, but if you're paying your car payment and your, your insurance, you don't really have a whole lot extra on a part-time job. It depends on what that job is. Really? Depends on the job. Just because you're part time doesn't you're mean you don't make a lot of money. If you're a part time prostitute, you make a lot of money. Maybe. 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 Because I'm sorry, sex worker. You got to understand that. Thank you. They, 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 that doesn't mean lots of money. Could be. I, I only know. I, I would say a part time stripper shows. might make more money than a part time prostitute. Really? Sure. Y'all tell me if I'm right, but I have a feeling. I only know what I've seen shows. I've never actually. Strippers can make a lot of money. So they could, I mean, girls can become strippers or porn stars and work their way through school. Come out on the other end of school and, and have no bills. 
Yeah. Prostitutes? Huh. Maybe not. Depends on your clientele. I don't think they're called prostitutes anymore. I don't give a damn. I am so not PC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't care about that. Everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say prostitute. That means the word is valid. We can continue. All right. Do you have anything Shit. else on your list? <laughs> yeah. Um, you sound so enthused. Memorial Day weekend in the USA? Question mark, question mark. What? Did you figure out what happened? Why you think it was later? Well, it's... I don't know why. I, it, I don't know why. It, I looked it up yesterday because they were t- kept talking. She was all flabbergasted, like, wait a minute, why do they keep talking about Memorial Day weekend? That's not this weekend, it's the following weekend. And then she went through all this stuff and then she found out, yes, it's this weekend. Yeah, Memorial Day is the last Monday of May. <laughs> and so technically, June 1st would is a Monday. And so that's why it's the 25th. But I was tripping for real because... I can never remember it not being the last weekend in May. Because I graduated Memorial Weekend. My brother's birthday is Memorial Weekend. None of that is important to this year right now. I understand, but that's in my head. And we haven't had a Memorial Weekend in nine years. We still don't. So, it's, it, it's, wow. it's gone. I've lost my mind. I don't know why you're worried. I mean, we literally don't. We're not there. We're in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Mexican man land, if you want to use that. Oh, what, what is Memorial Day? What? what is Memorial Day? Memorial Day is the day that we... we Acknowledge and remember those that have, uh, we say, I think, sacrificed their lives. Perished in war. Actually, it's not sacrificed their lives. Usually it's died in wars. But that's Memorial Day. Memorial Day is to remember all of those people. But honestly, um, Memorial Day should sort of be like Armed Forces Day. You know what I mean? Because you're not really acknowledging just the people that died. You are you are you're also acknowledging everybody. everyone that's in the military. Uh huh. What? Am I wrong? No. Oh. I just looked up Memorial Day meaning. This is why I was having a problem. It says on a day, uh, it's a day in which the those who died in active military services are remembered. Traditionally observed on May 30th. Keep going. But now officially observed the last Monday in May. They changed it. When? And who's that? That would be the federal government. It's a federal holiday. I never knew Memorial Day as a day. Because it's always a Monday. So it could never be a day. A celebration. It's always been movable. Those holidays like Easter that have no date. That's what it says, but it's. Are you are you Oh boy! But I've always known it as May. 3rd. I always said she's way older, and y'all did not believe me. There's the proof. She knew it as something before she was even born. Now, when was she really born? Yeah, recorded birth. 
No, that's when she got the fake papers. Yeah. The birth certificate. I look damn good if I'm that old. Because before, it would just have been scrolled on a rock in a cave somewhere. (laughs) I think that's where it is. She's got a little calendar in her mind that's all stone. Yeah. Memorial Day. It's like... You were celebrating Memorial Day before the United States was his place. Scrawled in animal blood or something. You know what? Scrawl something in your blood. (laughs) Look, I'm telling you, man. As as far as I knew, it was always on a Monday. Right? Yeah. Well, if it was always on a Monday, it can't be the same date. Your birthday moves. Wouldn't that move? Yeah, it would move. So, eh. And it wasn't just... Today's Memorial Day, but we observe it on the Monday. I've never heard that before for Memorial Day. It was always that day. It wasn't like the 4th of July that moved around. It could be anywhere in the week. Okay? What do you think? Anyway. I think I've lost my mind. I think that's it. I don't have any more. My, my last thing, I think I'm going to move it to next week. I'll, I'll move my last thing. Probably. I'll move my last two. They're COVID-related. Oh, hell no. Let's get out of here. It's hey, late. Paper. Bring out the paper. You got anything? Oh, no. Oh, no? No. I have nothing. Really? Really? You got anything? I, I, got, I got a question for you. For the people. What do you think about that new Unreal Engine? need to release their demo as an actual game because I want to play that. Um, it's, it's it's ridiculous. Unreal 5. But my question is, can it be used on PCs? Because their, te- their whole test, their whole thing was based on PS5. Well, I would think Unreal Engine, Unreal 5. It would make sense. Is it's not it's not gonna be platform dependent. It's just gonna be the game developers choose to use that engine to run to create their games and then they use the assets and the things like they did with all the other Unreal stuff. Right. So I think that that's the only good thing about Epic at this point in time. Unreal is the Unreal Engine. That's well, it's the only thing. If you don't know what we're talking about. Go out to the YouTubes and look up with the Unreal 5 demo thing. It came out a couple weeks ago. Check that, that out because, whoa. I want to play that demo, though. Yeah, it's the, like, the game. It's like Tomb Raider with superhero powers. Yep. It looks like they're just there. What was it? Like <laughs> freaking like five minutes or something <laughs> of, of gameplay. But it looks awesome. But that's the engine. Even even if it wasn't, if it didn't have the engine, if it had the previous engine, like a lot of other games do, and it looked half as good as that, I still want to play the game. The game looks cool, even though it's not a game; it's just a demo. All right. So there's that. Nothing. I have nothing because we we don't want to. Whitney Houston now. Nothing else. Nothing else. I have lots of things, but we're gonna move them till next week. If you. If you want to follow the Traveling Fars, you can find us on the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, Spotify, and any place that good podcasts are sold at the Traveling Fars. You know, I've been forgetting to say that. 
Well, I'm surprised you guys haven't picked that up. I've been saying all the things, but then I didn't say the Traveling Fars. If you like the Instagram or the Twitters, Traveling Fars, which stuff goes up every day over there, check that out. If you like the email, travelingfars at gmail.com, that Karen will check I incessantly. Will. I check it a couple times a day. And the blog space, thetravelingfars.blueberry.net. No ease in the blueberry. And don't forget to check out our Patreon. I don't know the link for that, but we have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash thetravelingfars. Go check it's it out. down there. You can, you can support us directly with your monies that you have. Give it. Hand it over. And you'll get a nice shout out. You can be a... You'll be on the green screen. Uh, what is... You could be a... A patron. A patron on Patreon. you get a nice, nice list. With all your names. I'm scrolling the list right now of everybody that's a Patreon. Patreon. Oh. Patron. You see, you can't say it. You see, you patron. can't say it. Once you get Patreon in your head, you don't get patron back. Patron just gets thrown, thrown out, thrown. It's been replaced. Because it's supposed to be a patron. But, right. Via Patreon. But Patreon is, it, it's all that. You you are a Patreon now. No. Yeah. They are still called patrons. No, no, no. You're a Patreon on Patreon. God, you're saying the word too much. See, it to see, me. now you'll free. Patron will just go. Whoop. It's starting. Everything's starting to lose meaning now. Go check it out. Give say, us your money. Say, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. Make it rain. <laughs> you know what's so funny about Make that? It digitally rain. This, just so that all of you understand, this does not come from people sitting around with lots of money and they're just doing like this. Comes from people in strip clubs giving strippers money. Yeah, didn't everybody? No, they don't know that. Everybody does it. That's I knew that. No. Make so you got, rain was so always you a got stripper thing. Middle schoolers going, doing this for I have lots of money. Oh no. Instead of I'm giving naked lady money. Uh, yeah, that was make it rain on the naked lady. Yeah, give the naked lady money. Give the nice naked lady mm. the money. It's cause... always great when you see a, a first grader. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially here in Mexico. Give the nice naked lady money. Yeah, come I mean, on that's now, what it y'all was. just y'all y'all don't understand how, what y'all doing, man. That's why you ask questions. <laughs> don't just do things, cause then you look stupid. Then you look stupid, <laughs> and you don't know why you look stupid. Peace. <laughs>